Welcome to the weekly podcast, recorded live at Glory City Church, Brisbane. We hope you are blessed by this week's sermon. Papa, you are so kind. Father, you're our heart's delight. God, we give you all the worship and the praise and the glory and the honor for you are worthy of all our praise. Lord, thank you that you make a way where there seems to be no way. Father, I thank you that you stretch forth your hand to heal and do signs and wonders and miracles in the name of your holy servant, Jesus. Now, I really believe God is going to do miracles tonight, that there's gonna be significant signs and wonders. In worship, I saw an unusual vision. I saw myself with like um, a, a cake or a meal or something that I'd cooked. This is a miracle from God, <laughs> hallelujah. And it was really good. And at the same time, I had a recipe in my hand to make the very thing that I'd already made. And I was like, God, why do I need a recipe for what we've already got? And he said, I want the people to taste it, and then I want them to be equipped to know how to do it. Hallelujah. And so I really believe, hallelujah. It's a word for all of us that it's not... Don't, don't think, well, I'm, I'm just called to encourage others to do it. God wants you doing it, and he wants you teaching it. it you know, it's not a day for people who are going to, um, you know, they, sometimes they derogatorily say those who can't do teach, but God's actually wanting those that can do to do and teach. Hallelujah. He wants everybody doing the stuff, seeing the miraculous, seeing the glory of God manifested. He wants us... Uh, leading by example and equipping and encouraging at the same time. Amen? Hallelujah. Wow. Well, I have just come back from uh, the New Zealand Prophetic Summit and uh, had the pleasure of ministering over there with Meg and also Pastor Daniel flew over for to minister as well on the apostolic. And was significant, some of the words that came out were really significant and, and strong confirmations of what the Lord's been speaking to us since uh, September last year. And we're hearing these words that it's a new era, it's a new, it's a new day. Behold, I do a new thing. And we're hearing the Lord use these words really clearly. In fact, because they'd heard those words being proclaimed here at the Australian Prophetic Summit, they called their conference, Behold, a new era. And interestingly, um, as I was summing up a lot of the prophetic words spoken by the different council members, right from the top of New Zealand to the, the, the south, uh, right down the bottom they were represented. And as I was summing it up, I said, it's interesting, we're here in Christchurch, it's eight years to the day since the very big earthquake happened in Christchurch, and um, eight is the number of new beginnings. And as I said that, at the very minute I said that was the minute to, to the minute when the earthquake had happened eight years ago, and I didn't realize, and it was a sign and a wonder that I believe the Lord is trying to get our attention to say, I am doing something new. And we need to be ready for what God wants to do. This is a whole new season, a whole new era, more than just a season. I believe we've entered into a window of opportunity where I feel it prophetically and don't necessarily understand it eschatologically. I don't understand it all 
theologically, but I feel it and sense it prophetically, and I'm hearing it confirmed around the world, this new era. In fact, at the very time that we were um, talking about this, the very same weekend, this weekend was the send that Lou Engel had in Orlando with evangelists from all around the world. And he um, had, has been for many years been running the call, the call to prayer and fasting. But they felt this year it needed to shift into the send. And Fox News was reporting that this big send is a new Jesus people movement and the sending out. And at the very same weekend that the send is happening, Silence Breakers is being launched. And I'm hearing the Lord speaking so strongly about this new window of opportunity of a fresh wind at the back of the pe- backs of the people to go into the harvest. He is sending out the evangelists to do. There will be stadium events. There will be many, many grand and glorious opportunities through media, through stadiums to have mass evangelism, but there's also going to be the evangelists equipping the saints to do the work of the ministry, which is to go into the harvest fields and to bring them in. That's, that's everybody's job. That's not the job of the evangelists. That's the job of the body of Christ, hallelujah, to bring to Christ the reward of his suffering. And you might say, well, what's new about that? I believe we, we kept hearing and have kept hearing these words, acceleration. In fact, I was fumbling over my words, and, and I, which I, I very rarely do, and I kept saying, acceleration, acceleration. I'm like, no. and it wouldn't come out right. It kept saying, acceleration. And I felt the Lord just begin to say, there is gonna be such a celebration in heaven as this acceleration of the body of Christ is thrust into the harvest field. There's gonna be such rejoicing. They'll go out with joy and be led forth with peace. The mountains and the hills will break forth before him and all the trees of the fields will clap their hands. I believe we've entered into a a Romans 8 era where we're gonna see what the earth has been groaning and waiting and longing for. It's the manifestation of the sons and daughters of God as they wake up and realize who they are and rush out into the cities, into the highways, into the byways and invite the world in to the table of God, into the family of God. I believe we're gonna see an ingathering of the harvest like we've never seen before. But it's a new era in that I really believe um, we've seen this sort of thing before in the 70s during the Jesus People Movement where so many people were saved um, in the Western world. It, It was a normal practice among believers to just make a commitment that they would not go to sleep without sharing the gospel with one person. It's just a normal thing. You know, that was their commitment. I'm not gonna go to sleep without sharing the gospel with at least one person. And you know, we're seeing that happen again, but I believe what's new about this is not only is there going to be a season, a a time of supernatural favor where the, the harvest is gonna be brought in with miracles and signs and wonders beyond what we've seen, hallelujah, beyond what we've hoped, asked, 
or even imagined God is gonna be glorified, hallelujah. It's gonna be cross-denominational and cross-generational, hallelujah. The old and the young are gonna celebrate and dance together as the Lord brings in the harvest and there's gonna be so much rejoicing, so much glory, so much favor in this divine opportunity. And as they, um, as they go out, the Lord himself is gonna lead them. But I, even as I shared um, at Awakening Australia about the fields being white to harvest, you know, the farmers tell us that the fields are golden when it's time to harvest, but when they get overripe, the fields start to turn white. And then you've really got to hurry to bring the harvest in because it's overripe. It's easier to harvest in the time when it's overripe because it just falls out into your hands. But you've got to hurry because the next phase in the harvest is it turns black and then it's spoiled. You can't harvest anymore. And I keep hearing the words, work while it's day work while it's day, that there's this divine, I believe, window of opportunity we have as the body of Christ that's now being pushed out with so much, the backing of heaven. I believe we're gonna see such a glorious harvest like we've never seen before, hallelujah. And in the, but I, I believe it's going to be marked um, in a different way because there's been such a release of revelation of the Father's love. Um, many times uh, the evangelism in the 70s, while so glorious and seeing so many people come to Christ, after a while people began to get a distaste in their mouth because people were speaking the truth but they were loving to speak the truth, not necessarily speaking the truth in love. They were um, telling people uh, and, uh, that they were um, wretched sinners and that they, they are terrible and that the judgment of God is coming upon them. And people's reaction to that sort of language is often to put up a wall and defend themselves. And, and after a while, the body of Christ just stopped going out because they didn't want to be called Bible bashers anymore was a term that started being thrown around. But you, I believe this is a time where the gospel is gonna go forth without compromise and with truth, but it's not gonna be marked by people who just love to speak the truth, but by people who love to speak the truth in love. Hallelujah, where they're gonna go out with joy, they're gonna be led forth with peace. People are gonna want to be near you, wanna hear the good news, because you're not just throwing accusations and attacks at them, you're ministering the love of the Father, and you are manifesting Jesus, who is a friend of sinners. Hallelujah. And it's going to be marked by magnificent love. Hallelujah. So I believe we're in this glorious season. I just wanted to... I've got quite a few things that I believe the Lord wants me to share with you today. But I wanna start by reading um, from Isaiah 43, 19. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth, shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. You know, I believe that we're going to see what was once considered impossible, becoming possible. You know, 
in the negative sense, things that we would have thought could never happen, sadly are happening. I remember not that long ago, talking to my father and telling him that they were planning to introduce late-term abortion. He said, oh, don't be ridiculous, you got your facts wrong. And sure enough, not only are people around the world legalizing late-term abortion, they're legalizing killing the child after it's born if it manages to stay alive. It's, it's horrific, it's things that a generation ago we would have said, don't be ridiculous, that's impossible. And it's happening. But I believe that the Lord is raising up a standard and that He is going to cause things that we had thought previously a generation ago, think, oh, no, that's impossible. Watch and see what the Lord will do. He'll make roadways in the wilderness, rivers in the desert. He's gonna raise up deliverers that the world has tried to squash and destroy and kill. And he's gonna cause them to, to rise up and be marked by signs and wonders and miracles, hallelujah. Uh, like Moses, he was supposed to be destroyed. He was supposed to be destroyed when they killed all the babies, but instead he rose up as a deliverer who moved with mighty signs and wonders and miracles. Jesus was supposed to be destroyed by killing all the babies, but instead he rose up as our sovereign, glorious redeemer, the Messiah, marked by miracles, signs and wonders. And I really believe we're, we're moving into a season of glorious signs and wonders beyond what we have yet seen, hallelujah, to see the harvest come in en masse, hallelujah. We all just seeing, even on the weekend, another completely deaf ear opening, um, miracles and signs and wonders. So there's nothing impossible for God. The other thing I've been hearing, I've been hearing the Lord speaking lots of things. I've been hearing about the hinds feet for the high places, the God equipping people to stand on the mountains of influence and, and, and know that they are graced and encourage them to stand and declare the good news of the gospel. But I've been hearing over and over and over again a theme that just seems to continually be getting my attention and that is trumpets. I keep hearing him talking about setting the trumpet to your lips. That old song, blow the trumpet in Zion, Zion. Blow the trumpet, set the trumpet to your lips. What do trumpets do? Trumpets announce. Trumpets proclaim. And I believe that we are entering into an era of proclamation of the gospel in a unified, glorious way that's gonna see the enemy set into confusion. I want to um, share with you some of what I've been um, dwelling on. We, we've touched on this the other week um, from Judges chapter seven, but if you wanna turn with me, Judges seven verse 19. It's the story of Gideon's army. And I think it's really interesting how the Lord had said to Gideon, no, you've got too many men because if you win, you might think it was you. So let's just trim the army down and trim the army down so that there is no doubt in your mind that what I'm about to do is all from me. And you know, I believe God is gonna do some things where we have looked and in the natural thought, just completely outnumbered. 
And God is going to use the army of God walking together in unity to do something so glorious that in the natural you couldn't have even imagined it. Hallelujah. This is more exciting than you're reacting. Hallelujah. This isn't just words. I'm telling you what God is doing. Verse 19. So Gideon and the hundred men who were with him came to the outpost of the camp at the beginning of the middle watch, just as they'd posted the watch, and they blew the trumpets and broke the pitchers that were in their hands. Then the three companies blew the trumpets and broke the pitchers. They held the torches in their left hands and the trumpets in their right hands for blowing. And they cried, the sword of the Lord and of Gideon. And every man stood in his place all around the camp. And the whole army ran and cried out and fled. When the 300 blew the trumpets, the Lord set every man's sword against his companion throughout the whole camp and the army fled. Light and sound, the torch and the trumpet. Gideon was instructed to, to cause the army to surround the camp of the Midianites. This was a camp of so many thousands and they had only 300. Yet they circled them and circled them. They, imagine they couldn't have been very close together. Geographically spaced out all around the camp, up on the hills. And then when the sound of the trumpet came forth, they all in unity blew their trumpets and smashed the pots that had within them the torches. And all of a sudden, there was a supernatural ambush that happened. I believe angels were activated and people, the, the army, the Midianites just began to fight each other and God brought a great victory. But when I look at it, it happened as the army were together in unity, making a unified sound together now. That's why we need, we need the fivefold, we need the, the trumpet sound. Gideon had sounded a trumpet at the beginning of this to gather the armies in the first place, to gather the people. But when we come together and we hear what the Lord's doing, when we have ears to hear and eyes to see, when we recognize the times and the seasons and we recognize the divine opportunity that we have, then together as we move as the body of Christ, God wants to bring a glorious victory. We need to be really careful as we read the papers and hear the news, that we don't become pessimistic and downhearted and think, oh, it's just terrible, the world's going to hell in a handbasket and it, everything is terrible. Isn't this awful, hurry up Jesus, take us away from this terrible place. While I, I want Jesus to return, and I know he will, hallelujah, he's coming back in bodily form, our wonderful Savior, it's going to be glorious, and it's, it's very wonderful. I believe he's coming back for a glorious bride, hallelujah, and his desire is that none should perish. He loves his people, he loves every person who walks this planet, more than you have ever loved a person in your life. 
more than any mother has ever loved a child, more than any man or woman have loved each other, God's heart burns and breaks for these ones who have been created in His image. He longs to have them with Him. And so He is doing whatever it takes to get their attention. And right now, he is mobilizing the armies. He is mobilizing the body of Christ, saying, I will give you whatever you need. Signs, wonders, miracles. I'll bring you into unity. I will cause you to make a sound together. But he says, this is what we're looking for. The new thing that the Lord is doing is bringing in the harvest for the glory of the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. That God would be glorified. You see, I believe we're about to see massive growth and increase in the body of Christ. I believe this window of opportunity, you watch this next, even this next five years, watch and see what the Lord will do. This isn't a time to sit back and be complacent. This isn't a time to coast. This is a time that you have been dreaming of. People have been dreaming of the days that they'd see the cripples walk, the blind see, the deaf hear, the mute speak. It's all on. It's here, it's now. We're seeing it. But God wants to do it in ways beyond what you've seen before. He wants to do it through the body of Christ. I believe we're, going, we're entering into the time where we're gonna have trouble trying to keep up with all the news and the testimonies, hallelujah, because there'll be so many major miracles happening through the week because the body of Christ have remembered who they are and have recognized the heart of the one that they are in love with. You see, this gathering in of the harvest isn't gonna happen out of a sense of Christian duty and obligation. When we are reconciled to Christ, we are brought into a marriage union with Him. And you don't, if you look at marriage, when you are married, you are continually thinking about your spouse. You're, in every decision that you make, you, you just naturally consider them, every decision. Like I, I, I'm always thinking, you know, how, how's that going to impact on my husband? I'm thinking about us doing things together. And it's so important that we understand that when we become joined to God, we're no longer living by ourselves. We are now connected to His heart and we are connected in mission and purpose and that is to see the family come together, to see the lost ones come in, hallelujah, to see the ingathering, to see, you can feel His heart. His heart is yearning and longing for the reconciliation, for the, Lord, for the sons and daughters, for those that He's been, have been created in His image to be joined back to Him. So clearly the gospel says that He desires that none should perish 
And so his desire is continually that people would be brought to his heart, that they would be connected to him, that they could have fellowship with him. Hallelujah. So God's giving us everything we need to do what he's calling us to do, and it will be a glorious thing. And this is, I don't want you to switch off and go, well, you know, I'm not really called to evangelism. You are called to, to be a Christ follower. You are called to be as he is. You know what he said about you? He said, the same works that I do and greater works will they do because I go to my Father. Do you know who you are? It's time for us to start dreaming the dreams of God and recognize that no longer do we have the luxury of letting it stay in the dream state as it is dreamt, it is already being activated. I believe we're, we're in this season now of we are walking in our dreams. You're gonna dream a thing and then you're gonna have the opportunity before you think you're ready. Are you hearing me? We, in, in days past, you might have gone, well, one day, one day, I'm gonna see this. Don't say one day, that day will never come. <laughs> that one day is suddenly upon you. God is here. And he is letting these dreams that he's put in your heart manifest before you think you're ready. When Mary was talking to Jesus and saying they've run out of wine, Jesus was saying, it's not my time. Yet she positioned herself in expectation, knowing that he always manifested himself as the answer in whatever problem was presented to him. And sure enough, Jesus turned the water into wine. You know, we're not to be put off in this time. By, by the thinking, oh, it's just not the right time. The time is now, hallelujah. I tell you, as you begin to move, God is already moving with you to uphold you. The time is now to be stepping out on the water. The Lord's voice is here, is it, you're gonna be hearing it in increasing ways. As the Lord speaks, God's ready. He's already given you everything pertaining to life and godliness. We no longer have the excuse of, well, you know, I'm just not quite ready yet. You died. It's no longer you who lives, but Christ who lives in you. How ready do you think he is? I've seen people who haven't been saved for 24 hours healing the sick in the name of Jesus. I've seen God move through people that, would be, that others would be offended that God would use them so quickly. It's time to be careful that we aren't turning into the older brothers. You know, every new thing, every new move of God is often persecuted by the experts of the old move. What if the new moves 
looks like people getting the reality of the gospel, healing the sick, raising the dead, when they've only been saved a day or two. God's ready to get the people that he is longing to have fellowship with into the kingdom and he will use anyone who would humble themselves like a little child and receive what he wants to give them. You know, I believe we've gotta be really careful not to become arrogant in what we think we know, but to humble ourselves, let the Lord refine our focus. Because in the season of acceleration, you've got to have a refined focus so you can hit the target. We need to refine our focus back to the preaching of the cross of Jesus Christ to determine I know nothing but Christ and Him crucified so that we can see clearly the mission, the glorious invitation to partner with Him and see His light and His glory, pierce the darkness and bring His kingdom on earth as it is in heaven, amen? Hallelujah. Holy Spirit. God speaks to me in funny ways however he can get my attention. I'm standing here. As soon as I said, Holy Spirit, come. I felt him, <laughs> felt the song go through my head. I feel the earth move under my feet. You know what? I believe there is a Holy Ghost, divine global shift yes. that's going on right now. That the shift is happening and you gotta, you gotta recognize that, hey, if you were comfortable where you were, too bad. It's happening. It's all on. It's a new thing. And we've gotta humble ourselves like little children to be able to receive the kingdom that God wants to give right now. If we posture ourselves like, experts who know it all, been there, done that, oh yeah, seen that, yeah, whatever. We could easily miss the next move. Janet Chambers over in New Zealand, she said, um, when Jesus was walking to the disciples on the water, they thought it was a ghost. In other words, they thought it was something demonic. Yet it was Jesus. When Jesus was walking on, Emma, on the road to Emmaus with the disciples, they didn't even recognize him. We need to be careful not to become such experts that we think we can know and recognize everything, but to maintain a humble spirit that seeks his face, that willingly says, Lord, teach me, show me your ways, teach me your paths, guide me in the way everlasting. We don't wanna become the experts who are gonna persecute the next move, but we don't wanna be those that will call demonic what is godly. I don't know what it's gonna look like, but I tell you, it's here. God is moving, and we're gonna see some things we haven't seen before. But the, the way we can know it's God 
is by being anchored in the Word of God. That's why I think the Lord has enabled us and empowered us as a church to be launching the Academy this year. All of this is a prophetic thing where God is equipping us to have our roots go down deep so that we won't be blown about by every wind of doctrine, but we will know and be able to discern rightly to find God in the Word of God. You know, when the, the Holy Spirit began to move in the Toronto blessing, as they called it back in the 90s, when, when I first heard about it, I went to some of these meetings and people were running around, shaking, screaming, flying with their arms, flapping and making sounds and laughing, falling on the floor. And I thought, that's not God. And then they said they'd lay hands on all the pastors and then they'd said, send the pastors out to pray for people and I'd be like, don't lay hands on me. I don't wanna catch a demon. <laughs> Seriously. I, no, don't, lay, don't lay hands on me. This is me. Because I... I didn't like what I was seeing. I'm like, that can't be God. Why would God make someone do that? I don't like that. No, don't do that to me, God. I don't think it's you anyway, but. But I kept going to these crazy meetings because my heart was so hungry for God and every time I was there, my heart would burn more. Like, I don't like it, but I can't stop coming. I walked out of many meetings in a half. It's not God, that's, that's terrible. I did. No, that's irreverent, that's not God. I did. Stand up in the middle of the media and walked out. I, I did it several times. Offended for God. Why would you do that? No, well, that's terrible, that's not, that's not holy, that's not reverent. I kept coming back. It's like, oh, I don't understand it. But something in my belly is being stirred. I can feel the Holy Spirit drawing me. And then after a while, one night, God got me in such a way where I was laughing, shaking, crying, trembling, baptized in fire in a way that has left me changed forever. So that when I sense the Holy Ghost, I still shake. I still tremble. I still laugh. But it doesn't mean that God has to move like that for everybody. He has to move like that now. But I learned a really big lesson to humble ourselves and be ready for however you wanna manifest God, I'm ready. Come Holy Spirit touch me, do something in my heart. I'm telling you all of this not because I have any plans, but because I think God does. And I believe the Holy Spirit is ready, he's already refining, we heard that prophetic word tonight, refining people. And what I think he's doing is he's actually refining our focus because there is a supernatural push coming into the destiny and the plans of God in such a way that if your focus is clear and refined, then you're going to be moved toward the target. We don't wanna be a scattergun, we wanna hit the mark, amen. I see, I can feel it, can you feel this? I feel like the, the wings of God 
You know, the Bible says he'll cover us with the feathers of his wings. I'm seeing a vision right now of the wings of God just wanting to gather us and pull us in to his purpose, to lean close and whisper to us and tell us the desires of his heart. Because I'm telling you, he is getting ready. He is looking for anyone who'd say, yes, Lord, here I am. Yes, Lord, I'm willing, send me. You watch people you never expected, people you've thought weren't particularly gifted or particularly spiritual, they'll just surrender to God and go, here I go, God, anything, I'll do it, here I am. And bang, are gonna be used in such dramatic and glorious ways that it'll leave you gobsmacked. He'll use the weak and foolish things of the world to confound the wise. Here I am, pick me. Are you ready? You think you are. <laughs> I've spoken to you prophetically tonight because I'm uh, so stirred up. <laughs> I can't help it. Uh, and, and I've been set up. I, I've got, I'm speaking, um, I've just been at this thing and I've got a speak at the New South Wales Prophetic Summit, then I've got to go to the Voice of the Prophets in the US. But I believe God is trying to get our attention really clearly right now. Can you feel it? There is an invitation into a destiny that, that is not for one or two. God is no respecter of persons. He's not gonna just do it for one or two. He will do it for anybody who'll believe. Prophecy, I keep saying it, is not inevitability, it's an invitation. Yep. Waiting for your response. God's ready to take you, to accelerate you into a glorious destiny, moving with Him wherever you are. So my heart for you is that you'd say, yes, Lord, here I am that you'd be willing to pay a price to shift some things out of your life that are perhaps clutter and start letting the glory of his focus give you space in your heart and your head to dream his dreams, amen? It's an invitation. Or you can spend your life two hours a day watching Netflix. Just saying. <laughs> Nothing wrong with Netflix, but I, if you wanna fill your life with it, it's your freedom, your choice. But I tell you what, it's something a whole lot better. They've launched a new campaign. It's a new version of the old Life Be In It. Anybody old enough to remember the Life yeah. Be In It campaign? Be in it today, live more of your life. You remember? Norm on the couch. You remember? Trevor's looking at me bluntly because he doesn't watch television, he's a good man. But they've, they've decided they need to relaunch a Life Be In It type campaign because too many people are sitting on the couch watching TV and not actually 
engaging in life. It's a secular campaign in Australia. But I tell you, that is just a faint echo of the father going, life, be in it. Life, wake up, it's here, it's upon you. Today, right now, be in it. God help them. Come and help me, Chris. Come and help me, Pastor Daniel. We're gonna pray for some people. Maggie, come and help me. Oh, Abba. <laughs> you see, God loves us so much that there is a shifting and a shaking to try to wake you up and get your attention and say, hey, it's all on. It's begun. And it means that when you get the prompting to say something, to pray something, to do something, God has already prepared the way. You watch where you would have hesitated before, the wind of God's at your back, and as you step, He will step with you, and you will see His glory manifest, hallelujah. That um, family member that you've been longing to see get saved, you take the step, watch, where they've been resistant before, it's gonna drop into your hand. Some people took it. It's an invitation waiting for your response. Say yes and amen, I receive it. Thank you for joining us. If you would like to partner with us in spreading the gospel to the nations, you can do so via our website, www.glorycitychurch.com.au. We would love to hear from you. If you have a prayer need, please send us an email at info at glorycitychurch.com.au. We would also love to hear your testimonies. You can email these praise reports to info at glorycitychurch.com.au. God bless.